as we were praying, I was just thinking about yesterday, uh, had the opportunity, sometimes I say it's the privilege and what I mean by that in all the right ways, when I have the privilege to speak on somebody's behalf at a funeral that, that we know and that is very dear to us, and we know that they know the Lord, I call that a privilege to be able to speak on their behalf. And so um, uh, one of our, our, our wonderful ladies here, Miss Marie Thomas, who passed away, but uh, we got to give her a celebration of life. And I was thinking about that. I was just praying and looking at my notes. And uh, I always, after, you know, um, the services, I've always tried to make myself available if anybody has any questions or anything. And this is just a God thing. It's not a buddy thing. But I wanted to share this because I had a handful of people say, man, if you get that excited at a funeral, man, I, I got to come to y'all's church sometimes. It's right in the backyard. Come on, you know. And I thought about that. And the reason we get excited is because we know. We know the power of the resurrection. Say, we know when one of our loved ones leave here and they have a personal relationship with the Lord that we're going to see them again. And to me, I know that our hearts is the same as this. We want everybody to know that. Amen. We want everybody to know that. So I'm not backing down or not. How about you? Let's keep on rolling with that. So I said, man, it's great to get back in the swing of things. Last week, we celebrated the, the risen Savior. Amen. And I said, this morning, I want to continue to fan the flames of faith with our sermon entitled, Staying in his steps. That's, that's sometimes harder than, than uh, we think, isn't it? You know, we, I know I like to wander off over here and wander off over here and turn back around. And, and you know, in my younger days, I said, man, where did the Lord go? He never left. I was the guy that's wandering off. And, you know, we can find ourselves doing that from time to time. But you know what? He's got a great return policy, doesn't he? He just says, come to me. I like that right there. That's for sure. So I thought about that and I said, man, there's all different things that we celebrate throughout the year. Birthdays, anniversaries, all types of stuff. Oh, happy anniversary. 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, I better say that early. <laughs> but Independence Day and all this, even Christmas. But what happens sometimes, we seem to pack all that stuff back up for next year. You know, Christmas tree, birthday, okay, next. You know what I mean? Things like that. But I'm telling you, we do not want to do that with the risen Savior. Amen? When we look at that, and that's what I hope today we can just unpack that and just really, really continue to walk in the power of what God's done. And, and just, you know, speak that as we go along. And I said, man, you know, we, so often we want to pack that up. And I believe that some people, as, you, as you'll see, what do they say? They, they call it uh, uh, COEs, Christmas or Easter. You'll see people sometimes at Christmas or Easter. But you know what? We're going to keep praising the Lord all the time. Amen? All the time. God didn't take off today. Amen? <laughs> He's still in charge. And I tell you what, when you wake up in the morning, you think about all the beautiful things that the Lord has set before us. Even on a tough day, if you could just dig down and look a little bit deeper, read his word, start your day with God, spend your day with God, and end your day with God. So I want to go ahead and just, uh, uh, just get excited about that even more, try to encourage you guys, kind of blow on those, those flames, you know. I thought about when we lived in our uh, old house over in Fox Hill, man, it had a glass fireplace. And I'd move that wood around and move that wood around. And I'd get those little bellows and blow on that and get that thing going, you know. And, you know, I heard old stories that there was a guy that had missed a lot of church, you know. The guy was plugged in for a long time. And, and the pastor said, well, I'm going to go see old such and such. And he says, man, I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, I've been busy. I've been this and everything else. But the old preacher, when he got there, they had a fireplace going. And when he got there, he said, you mind if I stoke your fire a little bit? And the guy said, no problem. So he took one of the logs and moved it over to the side. And he began to talk to him and everything else. He says, my friend, I want to show you something here. Made a little object lesson. 
He said, look at all those logs that are together burning bright. He said, yeah. So what happens when you go off to the side? You cool down. We'd love to have you back. Amen. See, a lot of times we just slip over to the side and we wonder why we cool off a little bit. You know, but when we're in that fellowship, when we're in God's word, we continue to burn bright for the things of God. Amen. And I, I want to fan our flames with that today. So with that being said, I want to go ahead and give us our, our scripture for today. I encourage you for homework or, or prayer time, whatever. Read that whole Proverbs in eight. But today we're going to be primarily with Proverbs eight seventeen. It says, I love all who love me. Those who search will surely find me. And that's just short. Sweet and to the point, but it's powerful, isn't it? And I, I thought, man, you know, God has a way of just speaking a few words and just, boy, just change your whole path, your whole, whole direction. Like it is finished. That'll change your, your whole path and your, your direction. You're forgiven. Amen. He didn't write a, a, a big, long speech here and there. But you know what? He gave us a great love letter so we can know about that all the time. So when I look at this, I said, I love this verse. It says, I love all who love me. Do you love the Lord today? Let me hear you say amen. Amen. So God is a deep desire and a relationship for us to follow him daily, not annually. And see, my whole theme was this. When I was going down the road this, this week and just spending time with the Lord, I was like, Lord, you see that enthusiasm when we celebrate your resurrection. Let us not cool off throughout the year. Let us not forget that he's a risen Savior. You know, and, and I think sometimes once we go past that, we can let life sneak in and start choking out some of that. Man, I tell you, don't let it do it. Let's continue to stay in his steps. Amen. So I thought more about that. And I looked at this and look at this real close on the second part of that. Those who search will surely find me. Are you seeking the Lord? See, a lot of times I think in my life, I was like, man, I don't know where the Lord's at. I don't know where the Lord's at. I don't know where the Lord's at. Well, I don't think I was really seeking the Lord. Amen. If I was, if I was truthful about it. I mean, sometimes I just wonder, is this coming through okay? All right. Sometimes I wonder, well, you know, I'd start off and doing all the things that I want to do. And then when I get derailed, then I want God to come in. Got real quiet there. I'm sure I'm the only person like that. Instead of praying about things in the beginning and asking God to, to join me in the things that he's already set before us, I'd take off running. And then when it got in too deep, I'd start squalling, you know. But what that did teach me is... It's better to seek him first. Amen. <laughs> it's better to seek him first. Because we got a promise with it. If we seek him, search for him, we will surely find him. So we're going to go ahead and look at that. God's not hiding from us. He continues to draw us to himself as we continue to praise the Lord and lift him up. And uh, today I want to look at three areas. If you got your handouts, seeking his ways, studying his character, and asking him to develop our hearts. So everybody ready? Say amen. And we're going to jump right in. Amen. All right. That's great. So we're going to talk about seeking his ways today. And uh, the Bible's full of scripture about seeking and finding. Now, I don't know about you guys. I like a, a, a good treasure hunt. Amen? I like looking for stuff. I guess I get that from my dad. My dad, man, he was just a trash-picking fellow. I mean, I think it was like Monday stuff would go out where we live. And I said, where's dad? Oh, he's riding around. I mean, if he had a three-legged table or something like that or a broken lawnmower, he thought he had done good. And I said, man, why do you go get all that trash? One man's trash, another man's treasure. See, my daddy came up with, with things being kind of tough. Through the Great Depression and stuff like that. And doggone it, if, if, before it's all over, I look around, he had made that thing into a, a gym, made it into something else. He'd add a leg, you know. He, he'd put another wheel on that lawnmower. I said, what are you going to do with it? He said, the lady behind us needs a lawnmower. I said, ain't that something? Next thing you know, you know, one of, the, one of my buddies come by and say, hey, does dad still work on lawnmowers and stuff? I said, he's got a ton of them back there. Go by there. Mr. Chapman, let me buy one of those lawnmowers. He said, no, son, you take that. 
what? See, he just loved digging in, working on stuff, and then being a blessing to somebody else. Amen? Seeking and finding. The things that you look for, I tell you what, sometimes it doesn't look like much on one end, but with God in the middle, it can change everything. Amen? So let's take a look at this. This is one of my favorite verses, and i got a whole bunch of them. Jeremiah 29, 13 says this. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Another promise. Are we seeking the Lord with all our, our heart? But what I find is, there's a big difference between the relationship that we have with the Lord and his unconditional love being demonstrated to us. And then other relationships, when a lot of times the only time we hear from people when they want something or when we, we're going to do something for them or there's something in it for them. Amen? All right. All right. Getting quiet. And I, I looked at that part B of that there and I said, you know what? We should compliment each other, not complicate each other. Man, we could do that. I, I see it at work all the time. I see it in, in, in families all the time. I see it in the mirror sometimes. And I thought about this too. I said, you know, in all my life, I don't know, maybe I'm seeing more things now as I'm getting a little older or whatever. I don't know, but I, I do see this. I have never in my life seen more people agitated about pretty much nothing. Have y'all, is it just me or maybe I'm agitating the people? I don't know. I've never seen people so short, so uh, take things so personal. I don't remember that when I was growing up. I don't know. Maybe it's because we get so much information so fast. I don't know. You know, it's things like that. But you know, when I see those things and I see that backlash, I'm like, Lord, help me not to respond like that. Lord, help me to to, to mirror your character to others, amen? And I know I don't always, but I do try. And I know with the Holy Spirit's help that you know what, we can complement each other and not complicate each other. And I know that that's what God wants to do in our life, to, to go through our life with that. And I thought about this as we spend time with one another. And, I, you know, to me, it's almost a relationship with the Lord. It's, it's, it's funny, I shared this one time before. A good friend of mine said she loved to fly a kite, I think I told this y'all not too long ago. She says, because she always felt when she was flying a kite as she was praying, she was dancing with her heavenly father. And I, I always, that always spoke to me. And I think that is really similar as we walk and stay in step and stay in tune, that we hear things better. That we, we are able to respond like God wants us to. But if we get out doing our own thing and leave God out of the equation, guess what? We're in it for a long haul. But God will still come and get you where you are. But I'd rather stay close to him. How about you? Let's keep on looking. I said, if you only seek the Lord when you need something, your relationship is one-sided and, hindered, and it hinders its growth. I don't even know what to add to that, but it's so true, isn't it? If I'm only going after God to get something, I'm missing the blessings every day because he's already given so many things. As I heard from my sweetheart in the back, she said, we're blessed. We don't need a thing, do we? You know? I love that. But you know, sometimes, well, I'll tell you all times, we have to be willing to look for it. We have to be willing to look for it. And, and you see that with people, uh, different things, and says, you know, uh, how can you go through this situation here and still have the attitude you have? It's because that they have prepared. They prepared their heart. I tell you, friends, I was listening to a message today, and they were talking about preparing. And it really spoke to me. Are we letting God prepare our hearts? And I'm probably jumping ahead a little bit, but that's just, it's really, you know what? We have a part to play. And I hope that we're open to what Holy Spirit's teaching us today, amen? Let's keep on rolling with this here. I said, love grows when we take time to invest in the Lord. And there was a wonderful lady that came here. First time I met her up there, her name was Miss Dorothy. She was up here. 
And, I, and she got ready to leave, and she gave me a big old hug, and she shared this with me. She said, you know what? She said, one time I told the Lord I was going to spend more time with him. I said, you did? And she said, you know what the Lord whispered back to me? She said, you never spend more time with me. You invest time in me. I said, I'm going to use that. What are we investing in? Are we investing our time, our talents, and, and everything else in the things of the kingdom? Because I'll tell you what, we cannot outgive God. Amen? We cannot outgive God. And, and you know, it's so great when we're talking different things. You know, Donnie's talking about racing and stuff, and that was his passion. We were talking about passion a few weeks ago. And he likes to race. I said, man, that's great, man. He says, you know, I'm going to put a sticker on my car. So I said, good, you'll see, you'll see KTP and Jesus 500 laps on a Saturday. Bring it on. I think that's great, man. You know, what is it that God's put in your heart that you know what, that you can use to further the kingdom? And I appreciate that. I just think that's so good because a lot of times we try to stay so much in the box. Well, we can't do this. We can't do that. Man, I tell you what. Look at, look at John the Baptist. They were coming from miles around. And he was saying, you bunch of vipers. <laughs> he was back in the house. You know, I think sometimes we try to be too politically correct. I think we need to tell people about Jesus. We need to love them where they are and keep on moving. Keep the door open and keep on inviting. Amen. Because we want to keep seeking his ways. God was always willing for people to come to him. Always. And that's what we want to see today. And that's what we want to continue to do his work. Amen. So. Love grows when we take time to invest in the Lord. I pray that we are doing that. And again, Tuesday nights we have an opportunity to go a little bit deeper. You can jump in any time. All right? Now, to so set aside the pressures of the day and refresh yourself in His living water. Man, has anybody ever been really thirsty? I mean, really thirsty. I used to ride the motorcycles and dirt bikes, and I tell you, man, you got bugs in between your teeth and everything, and you get home, you just and, and really nothing like water when you're really thirsty. And I thought about that and I said, man, there's so many people that are thirsty and don't even realize about the living water of God. There's so many thirsty, there's so much out there that they sample and try and everything else, but they always come back and they're thirsty again. But what does Jesus say here? I want you to look at this scripture. John 4, 14, I'll read it to you. It said, but those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them Giving them eternal life. I'm going to go back to yesterday. When I preach funerals and when I do any type of ministry, my whole goal is this, is to glorify God and lead people to Jesus. Amen. That's the only thing that's going to change your life. That's the only thing that's going to give you eternal life. That's the only thing that's going to quench the thirst. Amen. But so many times we back off from that. And I pray for each one of us daily for courage, for opportunities to speak the word of God. You say, well, buddy, you know, uh, I'm not a preacher. I'm not this. I'm not. But, well, look what, what you are. You are a magnificent masterpiece in the Lord. Who says so? God says so in his word. Ephesians 2.10. I want you to look at that. And I want us to understand while we're seeking his ways, God is whispering to us and speaking back to us the things that he has put in us. Amen. And reminding us so many different things. You know, when I think about Miss Marie, um, she was very self-taught. The Lord had blessed her, and, and she was self-taught. She was a young girl that, um, that uh, was raised in Carolina, and she was picking cotton, and she had, uh, did tobacco and everything else. And she taught herself to play the piano and the organ, and she was playing the church organ. I didn't know all these things that I got to meet with the family. And then something else I thought was really cool. 
See, you never know. Remember we are talking about your story and his story last week? You never know where that story intersects. They said, one of the families said, I don't know if you know this, but when Billy Graham used to do the revivals, her and some of her family and friends, they would sing with them. I said, that's so cool. I wish I'd have known that. So you know what I'm saying? With all that, when I look at a person's life, and we have the privilege to look back through there, and they've invested in things, invested in people, invested in things of the Lord, it's really amazing how that takes and makes a big impact. It made a big impact on her family. It made a big impact on people yesterday. What impact did you have on folks? Probably more than you think, and probably a lot better than you think, because I'm here to encourage you, amen? That's what I want you to see today. So we look at that, we know that we got everlasting life from a loving God. I said, God's word is full of the living water, and I said, so many still drink from the worldly fountain instead of the living water of Christ. I said, drinking God's goodness his forgiveness and his abundant life because it'll bring peace and wisdom. Amen. And I said, eternal life. What amazing, amazing, amazing promise. But like I said yesterday when I was preaching, I said, when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, our eternal life starts now. Amen. See, I think a lot of times as Christians and, and, and we get the picture and say, man, I, I've gave my life to the Lord. I know that I've got a place in heaven when I leave here. But guess what? He's dwelling in you now. How are we living now to impact people's life tomorrow or even your family and all this stuff on your workplace, all that? Man, God, as we seek his ways and stay in his steps, he is always willing to show us something. Amen. And, and that's what I look at when I'm looking at something. I go, wow, how is that created? You know, they say you ask the wrong question, you get the wrong answer. I always start asking the question, Lord, how can I mean, I believe there's a sermon in everybody's life. I believe it's a story or a song, and everybody's like, there's a, everything God created. You know what I mean? I'm sitting here thinking, man, you know what? When I look at this chair, what do you think? The Lord's sitting at the right-hand side of God. It's finished. Amen. See, that's, that's the way my brain starts thinking. Man, when I turn that light on, I said, man, he's the light of the world. When I look in the window, I'm thinking, man, you know what? When, when the door shuts, the window opens. God's always got a plan for our life. He's always there. Think about the doorway. He stands at the doorway and knocks. How many times has God knocked on your heart, the door of your heart, and you said, oh, I'm not going to answer right now. And I, and I, I spoke on this many times. A lot of times as, as younger folks, we think we've got all this time. And you know what? Death can hit anybody anytime. So why don't we just go ahead and reach out to God today, today. The urgency has got to be in our hearts to just continue to, to Reflect his character. Amen. So let's move on to that. Everybody doing good? Amen. Jeff, you were me back there. Come here. Amen. amen. There he is. <laughs> All right. So next thing the Lord will show me that we need to study his character. We need to see what's going on here. I'm going to give you some scripture with that. Ephesians 117. Let me hit it one more time. Sorry. 117 says this. I keep asking that the Lord, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Paul prays this for the brothers and sisters in Christ as well as as us today. And I said, he asked for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I said, so why? So why? So we can know him better. So we can know the Lord better and better. And I thought to myself, I said, what would happen if each one of us Set aside a little bit of time each day and pray that prayer right there for one another. What would happen? No telling. Whatever God wanted to happen. Because that would align us to hearing God. And that would put our life in the center of God's will. And we'd be listening and God would be able to use us. And when God says go right, we'd go right. And when God says go left. And when he says stay and listen, 
Man, that obedience brings blessing. But God is always a blesser of his children. Amen. And I, I thought about this as I wrote this. This statement here, to know God and to make him known. It, has, must, have, it must have been 10 years ago. I know Tommy was there. I don't know if Thomas went with us. When we went to this church to play for a youth rally, and they had this banner, and it had something along the lines of that. It says, to know God and to make him known. And that just rung out with us. And I said, that's, that's the call of the Christian. To know him better, to know him deeper, to know him personally. But not only that, but to share him with others so they know him. How are we doing with that? Well, you know what? Just like Ms. Tanya said, as we pray and we continue to go into the new year, we want to look at ways that we can get outside the walls. How can we do that? You know what? The Lord will open doors for us to do that as we continue to lay it at his feet. Just study the footsteps of Jesus. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to allow God to use us in a mighty, mighty way. And I said, that's just a powerful statement. And I said, man, we, we start investing in him. And then when we invest in him, we can rest in him. One thing I have found out that peace is priceless. Amen. You know, you go through some turbulent times and you just want some peace. I've been going through some stuff with my blood pressure and it must be a family thing, but I'm not claiming it. But you, your heart will take off. They call it AFib. You think Thomas can play them drums? He can't keep up with this thing when it jump track. Right. And I was like, what is going on here? What is going on here? And so, you know what? God uses doctors and everything else, and they, they would give me some medicine and things calm down. And so I went back to, to see my doctor on Friday, I think Thursday. I messed it up because I went on Wednesday, and they said, it's the wrong day. Come back. <laughs> yes, happy birthday to me. <laughs> so I go back, and I go in to see the doctor. He goes, how you doing? I said, man, I feel pretty good, man. And they took my blood pressure and stuff, and he's talking. And the, the, they have a scribe now. You know what I mean? An e-scribe or whatever. The girl's taking all the notes down. Pretty fancy stuff there. And got the doctor and got me there. And I, and I hear somebody screaming, kicking, hollering and everything in there. And I see my, my, my doctor's buddy of mine. He's going, Whew. I said, you guys, you guys see a little bit of everything, don't you? He said, yeah. And the Lord said, encourage him. So, you know, I don't know why it is. If somebody sees you go through a crazy time, it just makes them laugh, right? So I said, did I ever tell you about that time I did that funeral and the fight broke out? He said, no, I told him that story. And, and you ever had somebody start laughing? And they laugh so funny you can't stop from laughing? He was doing like this. <laughs> and I thought, they're going to come in here any minute, right? And so, you know, but that's his character. His character. He's a happy-go-lucky guy. He knows the Lord. He always said, Reverend Chapman, how you doing, Reverend Chapman? How you doing? I said, I'm doing good. How's your mama doing? Everything. And then he gets to business, see? The character. Studying God's character. How is our character displayed? But you know what? When I left that place, you know what he told me? He said, buddy, I think I needed this appointment more than you did. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. Just taking a little time. I said, man, I know you got a lot of stuff going. How's your family doing? What's going on there? Got him to laugh a little bit. See, sometimes we just get too serious with ourselves. Are we willing to take, take a step back and laugh at yourself? I keep myself in stitches some of the stuff I do, I'm going to tell you that. And I won't repeat all of them. But anyway, it's a pretty amazing things that we, we come across sometimes, isn't it? But you know what? As we do that, I believe God is developing our character to be more like his character. To encourage, to love, to forgive, and just draw people in. Amen. So let's take a look at this. We're talking about God's character. How do you see God? We talk about this from time to time, but I really believe that we need to talk about it. I said, do you see him as the scriptures reveal him, 
or do you have your own idea? I said, friends, if it's not based on scripture, you have the wrong idea. Amen? You have the wrong idea. Now, we're studying some really cool stuff on uh, Tuesday nights. I encourage you to jump in anytime about some of the evidence of God being who he says he is. Amen? And I'm going to go ahead and move to that right there. I said, look at the evidence. I thought about a few things. I said, this is just amazing. I said, look at all that God's put into play before he even set man in here. I said, light, night, the seasons, the suns, the plants, the water. And so when I see what he's done, I start to see his character. He's a provider. Amen. Amen. He is a provider. He protects us. He loves us. You know? And so many times I think we just give the Lord the short end of the stick and just write him off. Why would we do that? Because you know what? We still got a lot of us in us. Still got a lot of me in me. But when I get out of the way and allow God to start filling my heart with the scriptures and his character and seek his ways, everything changes. Let's take a look at this here. Got some scripture on this, and, and I, I love this right here. Sometimes when you're debating with somebody, and I'm not a big debater, I just say, well, you know what? I know Jesus saves. Have a great day. But Romans 1.20 says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. Man, think about the order that God puts things in. You know, I was looking at it, I said, you know, atmosphere's got to be 21% oxygen. Think about the shade of the tree, the tides, the moons, the sun, the gravity, and the rain, and all these things. But we start again seeing who he is in all those things, that provider. I want to challenge you, the next time that you get a little down, look around at what God's created to sustain you and me. Now, we're not going to worship a tree, but we're going to worship the one who created the tree, amen? One who created it all. However, through the things in nature, we can see a God that is perfect, a God that is holy, a God that is, is all-knowing. He knows everything we need. And so if he can look at all this, I, I read a thing one time, I never even thought about some of these things. You know, you, you got uh, worms and stuff, right? And the worms work through the, the, the soil and stuff. If we didn't have worms, we'd have problems with, with the, the ground being unfertile and stuff. I mean, it's amazing how God, we think, well, what does a worm do? I know most folks in here say it goes on a hook. Amen. Now they're thinking here. Ain't it right there? He says, yeah, we don't want to ride a hook. But you know what? God has got a master plan for each and everything that he's created in this world. And I pray that we plug in and we see his character through those things. Got a little something here. Psalm 14.1. Only fools say in their hearts there is no God. Isn't that something? Only fools say in their hearts there is no God. And I tell you what. We're not to point out people's, uh, you know, I'm not here to point out people's faults or this or that or anything else. I'm here to point you to Jesus. And I pray as we look into things and the perfection of, of what God has set around us and what God has set in us and the amazing character that God's creating in each of us that we see, man, we serve a risen Savior. We've got to keep on going, fanning the flames. Everybody's still doing good. All right, we're rolling. Getting down to the nitty gritty. This is where it gets personal, all right? So we need to be asking him to develop our hearts. So look at this. Let the Lord cultivate the hard areas of your heart. I said the world has a way of desensitizing us. You ever seen that? The movies and things that are on TV now would never have been played 20 years ago, let alone 50 years ago. Isn't that something? You know, having, having a family and everything else, it's very hard to go to the movies. 
It's very hard to, to find something on TV that you can watch, you know? I was telling you, a friend of mine owns a dealership, and they had TV and stuff on there, and he walked by, and they had all this nonsense going on. He said, no way. And I told him, I said, you're going to be blessed by doing it. And he went, and it cost him a lot more money. He said, I don't care. I don't believe in what they're showing. I believe that we should be able to have some good programs on here. And he got with the cable company or whatever and had them pipe in some other stuff. But, man, what you feed on starts to leave an imprint, amen? My brother-in-law does uh, uh, video work and all that stuff. And his favorite saying is, garbage in, garbage out. So we got to get the best picture coming in to put out the best product. When we're filming stuff, it's like, man, I got to have the, I want the light right. I want this going on here. Because this is what's going on. We want the best view of what we got to produce the best, you know, ending. And it's the same with God. When we feed on God, guess what? That's good news coming in. That's a living water coming in. So what are we going to come out? But if we constantly find the one thing that's wrong instead of the one thing that's right, guess what happens? Play, replay, play, replay, play, replay. And then what happens is we gravitate to other people that are really negative, and then do we have a big negative party? And I don't know if you feel any better when you leave because there's a lot of negativity. You've got to watch that. You know, I'm not saying don't associate with folks like that. Hey, step in. If that's what's happening, step out. Every morning at work, we have a 715 meeting. And man, most of the time I don't say that long. Because this is wrong and that's wrong and he said, she said, this, that, and everything else. And I said, uh, are we done here? Well, we're just getting started. I'm thinking, I'm done. Tell me what we need to do and let's approach that effectively, encouragedly, and safely and let's go. But I noticed this. The, 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 the times that we have a message uh, or a meeting in the morning about things that really matter and everybody's bringing something positive to the table is that that meeting's a lot shorter and it's a lot more productive. But misery loves company, doesn't it? Because the time this guy said this is wrong and this guy said, well, that ain't nothing. We got it twice as bad as you. And the next guy come up with his car, he got it three times bad, worse than you. And I'm thinking, my goodness, we're all blessed, you know what I mean? But I realize there's things in our life that everything is not, you know, Mr. Sunshine and Mrs. Sunshine. But I'm telling you what, as God develops our heart, Lord, help us to pick the positive. Help us to see you in the darkest areas. And, and, and when we're in the dark area, as Christians, I pray that we're the light to the darkness. And what happens? That's going to flee. Amen? So let's look at those areas that he could cultivate. Here we go. I said, if God develops your heart, he will also develop your habits. I want you to think about that right there. I said, most times when we think about habits, the word habits, we think about bad habits. And while that's true, there's a lot of things that God could, could stimulate in our lives. To give us good responses. Eating better. <laughs> Me. You know, different things like that. Responding better. Good responses. I tell you what, I think a lot of times we don't realize why there's so much of this. Do we ever look how we respond? And here's something else. There's a study of different things on communication. They say most of the things that you communicate, it's not even your words, it's your actions. I think they say like 75 or 80%. Of communication is not even what you speak. That's amazing. So when you go, okay, what's that mean? Somebody's already thinking of something wrong with me or whatever like that. I'm going to encourage you this week every time you can say praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I worked with a guy one time and um, they would bring trucks in and offload them. And I had just been saved a very short period of time. 
And that guy must have said, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus, a hundred times while he was there. And I thought, is that being saved? But it wasn't, it wasn't a put on for this man. His whole life was so in tune to what was going on. He was such a, uh, and I seen him week after week, month after month, year after year. And it never changed. His character didn't change. You know why? Because he was walking in step with God. He was walking in step with God. If the truck was late or something broke down, he said, bless God. He said, I made it finally. Boy, it's hot out there. Yeah, but you know what? Springtime be right around the corner. You know what I wanted to do? Every time they brought a truck in, one guy had to be out there. Guess where I want to be? I want to be out there. I want to be around that. I want to be around somebody speaking life instead of speaking death. Amen? Change everything. Are you that person? Are we speaking life or death? I want to challenge you this week. I'm talking to myself, preaching to myself. Let's be the person that speaks life. Let God cultivate and develop good habits in our hearts. Responding, respecting, loving, forgiving all the time. Now, y'all heard me many times talk about my neighbor that when I lived in Fox Hill, old Pops. He taught me a lot of stuff. He really did. And he loved to farm. And he loved to till. And he'd get out there and till up that whole backyard. Now, something I don't understand, at 80 years old, why he would wait till the sun was straight up in the air. I thought, man, can't you do that a little earlier? He would say, oh, I have to do this, this, this. It'll be all right, son. And he would till that, that, that ground up. And then he came back. I said, what happened to your big tiller, Pop? Did it break? He said, no, son, I got another one to pulverize those little, those little, those little rocks and stuff are still in there. I'm going to find his frog hair. I want it fine. He said, then I'm going to put the seed on good ground. Isn't that funny? I wasn't thinking about that when I was 20 years old when he was telling me. But I sure was thinking about it last night. He would go down and get those rows. Those rows were perfect. And he'd cut across this way. And, and he'd go back and forth. I said, you want me to do something? <laughs> he let me do about a foot. <laughs> I think about drugging me all over the place. He said, no, son, you're doing good. Go ahead and take a break. And man, he would just let that thing. But you know what he was doing? I was trying to work the tiller. I'm a big, strong guy. Man, that thing wore me out. But he was letting the tiller do the work. We need to let the word of God do the work in our heart. Amen. Yeah. Instead of start driving. Amen. That's a good place to say amen. Thank you, Pop Lord. He, he's, he's, still, he's still preaching preaching after all these years. But you know, I tell you, I did that same thing with my dad. And I thought I knew better, but I was still trying to do it. I was going to prove something with my dad. I said, well, my dad at that time, he's probably 75 years old. Thomas was a little guy. Yeah. And I said, uh, I said, I got it. Cranked it up. I'm going to show my boy how to get it done because I've already done it once. I've done I've already plowed like three foot in my life. I'm good now. I'm a professional, right? And I get a hold of that thing. And me and Thomas, he's on my belt loop. And I throw it in gear. And man, it hit. And it started going up the fence. And my dad ran over there. Spit his tobacco, put it in reverse, said, I got it, son. <laughs> and then to make it worse, he tilted with one hand. <laughs> and then he, he's getting his tobacco out and putting it in here and everything. And Thomas is going, Man, Pawpaw's so cool. Yeah. He had a little time on that tiller, didn't he? He sure did. I was like, You want anything to drink, Dad? <laughs> Can I get for you? But you know what? Folks that have walked with the Lord and been in the garden and went through some different seasons, we start to understand that we need to let the Word of God till our hearts. We don't need to muscle it. We don't need to come over and try to till somebody else's garden. You know what I'm saying? But we can give them, we can give them the pieces of the puzzle, can't we? We can love on them 
and, and say, hey, look, you know what? You shouldn't have to fight this whole, I'm going to be a better Christian. I'm going to, oh, i got to do that. Man, we need to rest in the Lord. And from that love and relationship, those things pour out. And I think when we start getting that, we start growing. We start, that seed starts coming up then. It's not what we can do. It's what God has already done. And as we, we cleave to him and we, we reach out to the sun, just like that plant, boy, that sun comes across there. But when we reach out and we see the S-O-N come across in our life, in the word of God, we start to grow. And when we're watered with that, the word of God, amen, we start to see great results. Look at this. Look how God developed Moses' heart. Moses, first thing, I mean, let, let's look at some of the things. Moses, uh, he killed a man. He got exiled, thrown out, everything else. But everything in that man's life, God used to bring him around to be a mighty tool in the hand of God. I want you to hear that today. I don't know what you've been through or what's going on in your life, but God can still use you today if we're willing to let him cultivate our heart and willing to let him use us in a mighty way. And so Moses would do, Moses spent time with God. He was seeking after God. Amen. Don't send me. Who are you going to send? Who do I tell him? You know, we're, we're at the burning bush. Who do I say sent me? He said, I am that I am. Wow. I'm everything you need. I'll go before you. I'll take care of you. Well, I don't even speak good. Send, send Aaron. You know what to do the blame game? Uh, send Tim. But God in his grace said, okay, I'll send you. But I'm going to speak face to face to you. Isn't that something? I know that there's times in our life we'd rather say, anybody volunteer? And then we go like this. Let somebody else do it. But the times that we do step out, I know that we grow. I know that God weeds that garden a little bit. I know that he prunes us a little bit. But it's for our good, for his kingdom and our growth. Amen. It's not always, it's not always uh, comfortable. Amen. So what do we need to do? We need to stay the course and stay committed. And I pray that's what we do here. You know, we're coming up, I guess it's been about... I don't know, five years that we've been doing the church, something like that, four or five years, you know. We started out from very humble beginnings, and, and God's still growing and, and doing things. But I tell you what, it's amazing that uh, the people that you meet or the people that uh, you talk to or maybe the emails that you get, uh, just because the doors are not, the walls are not always packed in here, don't think that God's word's not going out. I've, I've mentioned it many times through the website through different things we can partner with. And we're all about partnering with some, some everyday stuff so we can see God-sized dividends. Amen? You know? Uh, to me, I think it'd be a great idea to, to have a spot on a, on a rock and roll station. You say, on a rock and roll station? Yeah, they need it. <laughs> you know? If we just go where everybody else knows, then what do we do? Step out. You know? We'll see what God says about it. I, I just think, I, I'm thankful that somebody stepped out. Because I was not banging on the front door at the church. I was trying to get by a red light and it caught me. And I'm glad. Man, isn't that? You know, when I look back at how God orchestrates everything, no doubt he must have held that light a little bit longer. Oh, here come the church people. Here they come. Oh, roll the window down. Just want to tell you God loves you. And, you know, moving on right around the road. But you know what they tilled my heart with? With God's word. Y'all have heard the story, and I won't go into all of that, but somebody gave me a Bible track that transformed my life. God's Word tilled my heart. 
And when I heard that gospel message, I don't even know how many times I've heard it, but when I heard it that day, the soul of my heart was right. And I've never looked back. Made many mistakes, probably still will make some more mistakes, but I know who holds my salvation to you. His name is Jesus. Let's keep on rolling. So I said, look at this. I said, follow the path of Christ. How do we do that? Well, you know what? We got to stay plugged in. We got to stay following in his footsteps. We got to read his word. We got to have that fellowship. We got to keep on rolling, don't we? But also, sometimes we need this right here. Sometimes this is the, the hardest thing. We need to check ourselves first. We need a little self checkup. Amen. And how am I lining up with, with the word of God? And you know what? Make the adjustments. Ask the Lord to help us to make the adjustments. There's always room for improvement in our life. But I want you to know, if you didn't change anything, and you came to the Lord right now and asked Him to come to your life, He'll take you right the way you are. You hear that? He'll take you right the way you are. But you know what? He loves you so much. He wants to groom you and grow you and, and bless you so that you can be a blessing to others. Amen? That's the story right there. That's the whole thing. I got a question before we get ready to wrap this up. Talk about following in his footsteps. Talking about being all we can be in Christ. I want you to listen real close. If someone followed your footsteps, would it lead them to Jesus? I think that's a good self-check right there. If somebody followed in your footsteps, followed your footsteps, would they lead them to Jesus? I pray that that's the case for each and every one of us. How does that happen? By seeking the Lord. By inviting people. Spending time. We can't pour out what we don't pour in. And I want to encourage us with that today. So as we look at that, I want to, I want to leave you with one thought. I want to go back and I'd like to read that again to you. Proverbs 8, 17. I love, who, I love all who love me. Those who search will find me. Surely find me. I said, so you know what? We want to keep seeking his ways, studying his character. Whoa, I'm on a roll there. Studying his character and keep a tender heart. And I tell you what, I, I, I want to bring this to a close in a little bit different manner today. When I do a funeral, I usually have a lot of that leftover in my brain the next day or so. Because I pour a lot of into that. And Miss Marie was a good friend of ours. And she had went to uh, Texas and she had a heart attack. And she never really came out of it. She had a couple of good days, bad days, good days, bad days. And Denise would ask, did you hear anything from Marie? Did you hear anything on Marie? And so I would go through Facebook, and I could kind of figure out, you know, from what her daughter wrote and everything else. And about two days before she passed, I said, it looks like she's on her phone or something. And I sent her a friend request. You know, what you do is you say, hey, look, I want to be able to talk back and forth to you. And she took that, and I was able to send her a prayer. Unbeknownst to me, that was one of the last things that she did. And I thought about that, and I thought about that. And the girl said, Mama, do you know who, who is this? She says, he's, he's one of my clients. I, I know him. I know him and his wife. He said, he's a preacher. She said, yeah, yeah, okay. I want to accept that friend request. And I thought about that over and over, and I thought, isn't that amazing? God sends out a friend request, a family request to us each and every day. Would you check us out? Would you say, yeah, I, I, yeah, I know him. Yeah, I want to spend time. I want to hear from him. And so that's the question today. 
you know, as we look at all these things staying in his, in, in his steps, when God reaches out, when God whispers to you, how do you respond? And I pray today that something was said, God just pulled that together and made it so much more than what I could ever do. To draw you close to him. To encourage you in the Lord. This is all about encouraging us in the Lord. To take and walk in his footsteps in the power of the resurrection Savior. Each day, every day, in every situation. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you so much for ah, just allowing us new and fresh starts. And Lord, as we pursue you, let us find you. Your word says, if you seek me with all your heart, you'll find me. I pray each one here knows you personally, Lord, as Lord and Savior. If you're here today and you're not sure, I always, always, always want to make it. Take a minute to offer you to, to, to this great saving news of Jesus Christ. The Bible says all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. But it also says the free gift of life is found in Jesus Christ. It's by grace you're saved through faith, not that of yourself, but it is a gift of God. And I pray today, if you're not sure, that when you die, you'd spend eternal life in heaven with the Lord. You can listen very close because you can know. You can know. Right here, right now, no matter what your past is, God can change it. He can take you right where you are and you can be forgiven. How's that, buddy? You ask the Lord to come into your life and forgive you of your sin. Lord, forgive me of my sin. I know you're the Son of God that takes away the sin of the Lord. I'm putting my faith and trust in you today. Lord, I receive you. Come into my life. And God says he will come in seal us. He'll never leave us. And we can have the courage and the confidence to walk with heaven as our eternal home. But even more so in that, we can experience him each day. And Lord, help us to share him as we go. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. Absolutely. We're good. We got a, we got a, a really beautiful song that Miss Tanya picked out. We want to share with you to encourage you for the week. And we're going to jump right on that.